Welcome to the Social Chameleon Show, where it's our goal to help you learn, grow, and transform the person you want to become. Today, it's book review time. We're doing the latte factor, why you don't have to be rich to live by David Bach. Um, if you guys aren't uh, familiar with him, he is uh, wrote nine consecutive New York Times bestsellers. Um, I guess most famous for Automatic Millionaire and Start Late, Finish Rich. Uh, this book is David's Three Secrets to Financial Freedom in an Engaging Story that will show you that you are richer than you think. Drawing on the author's experience, teaching millions of people around the world to live a rich life. This fast, easy, listen, read, whichever version you decide on, uh, reveals how anyone from millennials to baby boomers can still make his or her dreams come true. And it's a fun fiction-based kind of book. Not something I usually read, but I was... I was hooked. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. Like I would park and I'm like, ah, let's finish this chapter off real quick. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I really enjoyed the book, man. It was like, before you know, it was like chapter 10. Like, yeah. It was like, it was like just flying by. So I, I don't know, man. It's a really good, you know, you would expect from, uh, you know, someone like David Bach, mm -hmm. this is going to be like step one, do this. Like yeah. Step two, do that. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's really good in the fact that it's a story and like, it's not just, you know, step one, step two. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy a lot of the characters in the book. Yes. Like, he did a good job know, with that. A lot of, a lot of characters that Zoe meets on her journey and, you know, is just involved in her life and stuff like that. Like, you know, they're, they're really good characters and they make for a really good book. Yeah. yeah I, I knew it was a, a story going into it, but what I thought of would be like, stories and then like philosophy and lessons and it was i thought it was gonna be more of like that like dichotomy of leadership uh, like here's the story and then yeah. like, here's the right <laughs> right 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 here's the research here's the philosophy here's the psychology and all the nah, but it was just, just a straight story i was like yes this is for yeah. me especially very different i don't normally like fiction type books so it was fun to to have those like hidden messages and the little lessons sprinkled in and each character's oh, got their own thing. Yeah, it's good because it just like starts off as like Zoe's just having her regular ordinary day. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know what I mean? Then it's like she's talking to her boss about something and then all of a sudden like, you know what I mean? Like she she meets Henry and it's like, oh, oh, like, like and then she like starts going to see, you know, to the coffee shop every day. Like, ah, oh, that's good. Dude. I don't know. I think it's really good. Yeah, I like, uh, I like to think of him as Uncle Henry, you know, just that wise old guy is just unsuspecting. You don't, you don't think nothing of it. He's not flashy. He's not, you know, flaunting, you know, like, I mean, the whole I, three quarters of the book, maybe she just thought of him as a regular old barista. Never thought once he owned the place <laughs> or what. And then yeah. one of her friends was saying, too, like, this 70 year old barista, you're taking advice from him. He doesn't look like he's doing too well. Like, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was funny. I like, I like that character and that that uh that whole thing he he kind of encompassed like i i knew a guy like that and if you didn't ever talk to him or anything like that you'd never know he was a very very wealthy guy drove some old i mean good shape old truck um not flashy at all but and he was the best guy to talk to and then the more you talk to him it's like wait a minute you own <laughs> you talk about a lot of like you own all those properties oh yeah I, you know i do stuff and it's always those are like to me those are the best guys to like, run into or discover or find like like that hidden gem, uh, yeah, diamond in the rough kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, exactly. Those I like those. Those guys are fun. But but I guess the book is does have a little bit of. I guess it's hard to not have, but that same old advice like we we've talked about here. 
other books yeah. we talked about like Babylon and stuff that pay yourself first, you know, make it automatic. Those are the things that are very re- kind of repetitive in this industry in general. I mean, they, they work. They're the things that get yeah, you there. It's, it's just like anything else, right? It doesn't matter what pillar you're going to build in your life, whether it's the pillar for love or whether it's a p- pillar for your physical wellness, like you got to do the small steps. Like you, you want a better body. Guess what? You got to eat right. You're going to mm-hmm. go to the gym, right? You're going to put in the work, right? You want a good love life. Like, Hey, you got to go meet people. And then from there, like every day you got to make contact with that person Let them know how much you care about them. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's yeah. the same thing with your money. It's like, Hey, you got money, you know, you got to, put some of it away so that you can grow and, and do something with it. It's like, just like everything else in life, just one, one little chip away at a time, just one little chip away. And I don't know. I think it's kind of cool uh, for this book anyway, because Zoe's character in general, like I think a lot of millennials can actually like relate to her. Right. And her situation, which is like really cool. So if you're in that group or even if you're younger than that, I don't know, like maybe like in high school or something like that, there's a really good book. Uh, and a side note too, for those of you that got the audio book, I, I can't find it anywhere else, but you actually have to go to like on a computer computer. I don't know. It might work on an iPad or something like that, but either an iPad or a computer, but you know, you have to actually go to audible.com and you can, you can download the PDF additional things that that david has in there and they're pretty they're pretty awesome so yeah he's um, got some good good fun charts what was it the water bottle factor and i just saw a couple other funny ones that he had in that chart i just like the visualization right and it's like i guess let me pull it up real quick but you know it just i'll I'll link to that in the show notes for you guys so it's easy for you guys to get to yeah but it just shows you that like you know if you if you put money in, right, I think, what is it, $2,000? Let me take a look real quick. So if you put $2,000 into your investment account, right, from the time that you're 19 to the time that you're 26, that's like seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven and years, nothing ever again. Right. And then what, two, four, six, eight, ten. Oh, sorry, I lost count. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16. That's $16,000. So maybe eight years, right? So $16,000 before you're 26, you will have more money in your account at 65 than had you put $2,000 in every year from 27 all the way to 65. Like, that's just mind blowing. That that's the part that is like, ooh. and I think, you know, I don't know. I can't read his mind or whatever, but I think that's why David wrote this book in the way that he wrote it. Like he wanted it to be a story and, you know, understand that, you know, Zoe, I think, what is she like 20 mid twenties in this she's book? 20 something. I don't think they ever pinned on an age. So she's in her mid twenties and like, she's, you know, kind of going through her, her cycle of life and like, thinking that she doesn't have enough money and then you know all of a sudden she meets henry and you know that that perspective starts to flip like you know there's all of a sudden there's a way you know but i i don't know and for me i think that things zoe has a lot of anxiety in her life in the story just in general i mean most people do like you're fresh out of college you got this job 
You know what I mean? You just moved out of home and you know, like you, you're struggling every day to like work and make your rent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's, like, all fr- it's all fresh and new, right? Paying bills and, you know, credit cards get tempting and all these things. Like, yeah, if you don't know, and most of us aren't taught. I know I was never really taught much about this stuff growing up. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. And, you know, how, how do I get a car loan or how do I get a, a rent? How do I sign a lease? Or how do I how do I set up electricity? Like, you know, I've heard stories. People are like, you know, they, they move into a new place. And like three days later, there's no power. They're like, what happened? And then they call the power company and they're like, uh, you need to start a, an account. He's like, well, when I moved in, there was power. They're like, yeah, that was the landlord's account. You need to make your own. You know, so I've heard, I've heard a story like that. You know, so but yeah, you know, we're going a little off subject, yeah. but none, you know, nonetheless, like if you're young and you start like putting money away, I, you know, it's the hardest to do when you're young, especially yeah. if you're in college. Like, put two thousand dollars away every year when you're going to college. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of rough. But yeah, yeah. Was it a hundred fifty bucks a month or so, something like that? Yeah, I mean, for those of you, if you didn't watch the episode before, when uh, we're just talking about the retirement accounts, like yeah, sixty four. You go back put our own version of this out um, in an Excel spreadsheet to kind of and played around with it on that on that other episode. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, if you, I think it came out to like two hundred bucks a month or something like something that. Something like but, that, yeah. You know, 200 bucks times 12, right? It's 24. So a little less than 200 bucks. Right. A little less than 200 bucks. You can put it away. But, you know, it, but a lot of anxiety, you know, getting back to the story now, a lot of anxiety for Zoe gets relieved, right? And it's like, you know, Henry shows her away. Is like, you know, she wants to buy what this picture, right? Yeah. And then 12 or $1,500 big, like four foot long, like three foot high, like picture of this sunset yeah and then like he's like well if you can afford that latte you can afford this picture it's like wait what yeah like like the script kind of flips on that a little bit and it's like wow um you know and it just goes to show it add up but i also like the additional things that henry talks his way about in this book where it's like you know it's not like you just can't have your coffee in the morning yeah right talks about that like it's not about like pinching pennies or Mm -hmm anything of that nature, you know, um, it will require you to develop some new habits. You know, not all of those are bad, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you can develop a new habit, right. And that's the thing I really love about this book and like drill in. Cause you know, we just talked about it. You know, we've been talking about it. The richest man in Babylon, like mm-hmm. pay yourself first, make it automatic. Like those are key components, but yes. to actually, get into the point where you actually start changing your habits. Like that's, that's the key. Like everybody knows what to do, mm-hmm. right? But like to change your habits, like that, that's the part that, I don't know. That's the part that gets me about this book that I really like about this book, which makes it different from, you know, some of the other books that are out there. So no. And as, that is the thing I like about this. I, I don't like when people are like, Oh, just cut everything out of your life. Don't splurge on anything. Don't buy anything anywhere. Like find the cheapest, absolute, most effective, effective way to do it. Make sure you stick to the stringent budget. You know, every cent you like 99% of people or whatever, that's just not reality. You know what I mean? And and I, I know for myself, that's not reality. I like every, you know, every, every week to go and get a fun coffee and whatever. Yeah. It's four bucks or whatever, but I understand like 
this is not a daily thing, but I know on Sunday, I'm going to go and I'm going to get this sometimes on Wednesday, you know, but that's fine. You know, and, and I understand that. And that's the thing I liked about this. Like, and, and she, you know, she, they, she, that was like kind of one of her concerns. She's like, I don't like budgets. Budgets never work for me. And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. We don't need budgets. Like set your stuff up and then the rest is yours. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. So clean because it's so easy to follow, you know, and it's so simple. When 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 the money's not there and it's you know out of sight, out of mind, that's when these these philosophies and things really click and really work for you. Right. And then that's the other flip side of the book, too, is like for those people, you know, myself included in that, you know, when you get out of hand with debt or whatever the case might be, it's like, okay, now you kind of have a reason to, you know, focus your attention and focus your, you know. Um, your money on a specific item. Let's just mm-hmm. say you have high credit card debt. It's like, okay, get in there and start putting some money away to pay that credit card debt. And then again, this is about creating a new habit. Mm-hmm. And once you start knocking off that debt, you know, um, get in there and, you know, put some of that away to, to start investing. It's just like, you just create these habits. And, you know, I think, you know, for me, that, that kicker of you put in from 19 to 26, like you'll have more money than if you put in from 27 to 65. Like, that's just. Yeah, that's just, that blows my mind. Like, even like when we did it on the last episode on 64, we're going yeah. through those different scenarios. I wish somebody showed us this at 16, 17, 18 years old and just said, listen, just do it for a few years. And the rest of your life, you don't have to do nothing. You know, yeah. like if you don't want to. Yeah, if you don't want to. Right. Right. It's like, like suck shit for eight years and then for the next 40 you're g <laughs> you're all g. you're g like somebody said that to you like listen this is gonna be hard and like your beer money isn't gonna be as much as you thought it was gonna be this week but like when you're 65 you're gonna thank you're gonna thank your future self like your money <laughs> you know but i mean that i mean that's when we were in our early tw- you know teens and 20s i mean that you know well it was a different world back then right uh, it, but the you made was 18 for our parents so right. you know so it's a little bit more now it's like 21 but even even more so now it's like hey you're in college like just mm-hmm. put two thousand dollars away and now that i think about this i might actually do this for <clears throat> it's a sixteen thousand dollar investment for those of you watching this yep. you got kids out there it's a sixteen thousand dollar investment i i'm not saying don't send your kids to college or that this is an alternative to going to college however if you think about it right it's going to cost you Mm $16,000 for me, three years at a community college costs about $15,000. Right. But if you put that money into some type of account for them in the future, it could equal to maybe a million dollars. Right. Right. So, you know, those are kind of things that you think about and, you know, you don't have to worry about if you're, if your kid's going to just do whatever they want to do in college and not even pay attention and not make it worth their while. Like no matter what, that money's going to be building and growing for them. And once you do it for the first eight years, you, know, you don't have to do it. You know, you don't have to do it ever again. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, and then if you can get your kids in that habit too, to you know chip in on their on their behalf. What I mean, they may even knowing. Like I mean, my kids get money and stuff. I'm like, listen, you take twenty percent off the top, and then the rest is yours. Yeah, you know, and, and and then you take that whatever. It's going to be a small amount for them or from, um, from their pot or whatever, or, you know, they get 20 bucks from grandma, you know, taking 20% off tops, not very many dollars, but you take that and with yours, you're teaching them that habit. Plus you're doing your thing. You can really, you know, kind of blow up their account. And then if they just continue doing it on their own with that habit, 
they're going to have this huge pot nest egg that it, it would really be hard to do any other way. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, you know, I, I also like that about this book. It just kind of reminds us, they, like, look, the government automatically takes money yeah. out of your paycheck. And there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, well, take that back. If you work for yourself or yeah, right. if you're a 1099, you know, contractor of mm -hmm. some kind, like, that works a little differently. Yeah. But for most ease out there, if you're in the employee section, like, I don't care what you tell your boss. I don't care what you tell HR. Mm -hmm. Like you may be able to change the number that comes out of your paycheck for mm -hmm. taxes, right? Like change your withholdings. Right. Um, say, hey, you know what? Uh, HR, you know how you take money out of my, my check for taxes? Yeah, like don't yeah. do that. Let's, let's stop that. It's not going to happen. Yeah. There's no opting out. There, yeah, you, you can't opt out of that. You can, you can lower the amount that they take out, mm -hmm. but you can't prevent them from taking money out. And I, yeah. it's, it's so ironic that money automatically comes out of their paycheck to pay the government, yet you don't have that set up for yourself. Yeah. And the government learned that the hard way. Like they never used to do that. And then, then they never got paid. So think about that for yourself. Make sure you get paid. Yeah. Uh, it and doesn't have to be a huge amount. You know, yeah. as you get started, one, two, three, you know, 5%, and you build yourself from there. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, it yeah. isn't, you know, whatever is going to be comfortable for you. Uh, I think comfortable challenge. Like, don't <laughs> challenge yourself a little. Yeah. I mean, but don't just be like, oh, I'm just going to put $1 a year. Like, all right, come on. Like, let's yeah. Let's be real about this. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. Put, well, put as, you're, as you're buying fucking $3 sodas from the gas station. Yeah. Don't, don't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and then just getting back to the whole thing that I love about this book is like, you know, the rich people, like, they focus on what matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We only have so much resource in this world. I don't care what it is. Time. Mm -hmm. Time. We have a time episode on time. It's like it's one, of our, one of our good episodes. Eight, but, eight, I think it was, but yeah. Yeah. But just like time, you know, uh, some of you out there, maybe you worked 40 hours last week. Maybe you went to school for 20 or 30 hours last week, you know, that time is automatically used up for doing things. Yeah. You're gone, never, gone forever. You can't get that back. back. You know, I know it feels like time is abundant because we all have the same amount, mm -hmm. but truth is you can't get that back. And it's the same thing with your money. It's like, you're going to go out there and spend money on a nice fancy dinner or a nice fancy car. It's like, did you really need to do that? You know, like sometimes yeah. it's granted. Like as I said, once a week, get out there, go do your thing. But, yeah, but something you should be aware of, budgeted for. Like, like there's an opportunity cost there. Like, I'm going to spend five dollars on this coffee, and there's something else I'm not going to be able to do. And like, are you aware of that? Are you okay with that? Like, you're going to drop a thousand dollar a month on a car payment. There's something you can't do now. Like, it might not be evident to you, but the opportunity cost a thousand dollars a month. Whatever you could do with that is gone. So you've got to weigh that out. Like, is this something I is is necessary? Is this, do I need this? Can I go with something equally as indulgent or maybe cheaper? Or I want to do this, but I'm going to set aside money every week, month, whatever, to build up to this, so I can have this indulgence instead of you know charging it or letting it just happen and you're not cognizant of it. 
Yeah, because I also like that about this book, too, is like, you know, when Zoe and Henry start talking a little bit. So it's like, well, I've always wanted to take this class. And then Henry's like doing all the numbers and crunching. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, if you just, you know, put a little bit of money away, says I can calculate in six months, you can actually take that class. Right. You know, and it's she was like two or three years. She was thinking about it or something like that. Well, yeah, I don't know, though. But it just. It just goes to show like you've been thinking about this for years, wanting right. to take this class. You know all about it. You know how much it costs. And all you needed to do was just be just a little tiny bit disciplined for six months. Right. You, not, you could have just banged out and you could have a whole different life now. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you know, if you focus on what really matters, like, mm. okay, I get it. Like you, you want a nice car, you want a bigger house. Um, you know, we all want those things. That's, that's human nature. Right. Um, I was going to make sure I'm better than Tyson. So, you know what I mean? Like my watch has to be better than his. Right. And she's got to be better, but like, I get that. However, like if those things, there's, are there things out there that you really, really want to do and you're buying all this other stuff because you're trying to fill the gap for something that you don't have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's you get people to like you that don't give a shit about you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to take it that far. But I mean, a lot of times that's that's even if you don't realize it, that is what it is. Like, I want to project this thing. I want to show my success, or I want to do these things. And I think that was one of the characters talking about in the book too. Was it like all, all cattle, all, all hat, no cattle, or something like that, mm-hmm. or whatever? And it's like, yeah, but yeah. these are real things we do. We want to live this life where we want to project this thing and make people think something. And a lot of times they don't give a shit about you. They're worried about themselves and you're spending all your time and effort presenting yourself in this way. And it's not even something you even care about necessarily. You just care about your image or how you're perceived. So my, the point is I just think about these things. Like, why are you doing these things? Do you, you know, like I, somebody sent me the other day, like, Oh, it's nice. And your car's getting kind of old. Like it's got, and I got like 160 something thousand miles. I'm like, you know, it's time to get a new one. I'm like, why? They're like, <laughs> they're like, you've had it for almost five years now. Like, and I was like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's in <laughs> top shape. I've never had a single problem with it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm almost done paying it off. Why? And then they were just like, but I don't understand why you wouldn't get a, a new car. Like what, what? Like they were so confused that I was not willing to get a new car. Well, again, this, this all comes down to habits that have been created for us either by our parents or, mm-hmm by society right well like like lance across the street like he gets a new car every five years like why don't you yeah you know and it's just like you know sometimes it takes a little bit of time and sometimes it takes a little changing of mindset to kind of just go against the grain and go against the flow um you know and sometimes you get looked at funny or sometimes people don't understand you you know there's times when I make decisions because I have a different value base or because I understand, you know, maybe say some of this economic stuff mm. that people look at me and they're like, Ransom, you just don't care. It's like, on the contrary, I'm not sure that I don't care. Yeah. I just have a different value base. I have a different perspective on life. I may not see things the way that you see things. And, and that's okay. You know, um, 
it, it's tough. It's not saying that I don't care about other people. You know, it's like, oh, I don't care about myself because I don't buy a new car every five years. Like, that's eh, not that's not what we're trying to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're focusing on what really matters, which is your future. And if you want to take care of that, you know, sometimes it, what is this? What am, why am I thinking of Jordan Peterson right now? Right? It's like, <laughs> do, do what is meaningful, right? right. Not what it, like, it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, and that's a, I was, I was listening to a podcast, uh, I don't know, about a month or so ago, and they're talking about um, clothes and how, how clothes are gotten so cheap now and it's so easy to do you know, to, to buy decent clothes for a good quality price that the average person now wears an item of clothing three to five times and it's garbage. Like think about all that money you're spending. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little bit here. It's a little bit here. It's every weekend I'm going out and I'm buying a new shirt. I'm buying a new shoes. I'm buying a new dress or skirt or pants just to throw it out in a month, two months to maybe never wear it at all. Like these are the things like that. That's, these are the latte factor kind of things he's talking about. Like, yeah. Like, you know, do you need to keep doing these things like to keep impressing people or making yourself, you know, feel a certain kind of way with retail therapy or whatever it be, you know, like evaluating these things. Is these things necessary? Like, do can I get by with this? Like, what would I rather do? Would I rather not get a new shirt every weekend and take that photography class I've been dying for for three years? You know, like these are the things you got to kind of think about. Yeah. And I, they use a term in here, which I've. I guess I've never heard before. It's called Oculus. Like I like that. I like that definition. But like I think about those glasses or with the three, the virtual yeah. reality or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean for Oculus, right? Like he's like that's where you stand when you're gonna take the picture. Like that's the view before you actually, you know, that's the the view of like you trying to take the right. Picture. What's in frame or whatever. Yeah, like, but like, you got to think about that, right? Like, if you're going to take a picture of something, right, you're trying to capture something, or you're trying to, you know, get the best of it, like, you have to be standing in the right position, you have to, that way you can see, you know, what it is you're going to take a picture of. And like, I don't know, to me, that's, that just kind of brings perspective, like, you know, know your Oculus in life, like, know the end result, know things that matter down in the future that today you you know you're gonna have to sacrifice or not give a crap about because you're making that sacrifice for the future mm. that's i don't know that's kind of cool super cool it is and, and like that I, the other good line in the book too if you don't know where you're going you might not like where you end up like yeah that's like that's clean it's like and but like, how many think about how many people just go through life they set sail and where are you going i'm headed west you can go west forever yeah you know like, like you gotta know where you're going and how to get there there's times on adventure is good like that like we've had a lot right. of fun like i enjoyed those adventures <laughs> but but yeah live your life always going west and never you know you're just gonna go in a circle you know right but you, i you know. i kind of look at that and you know and say like you know even if you're watching this now it's like where are you now in life mm-hmm you know, where are you in your love life? Where are you in your finances? Like, you know, did you want to be here? You know, mm-hmm. life just kind of stumble and push you in a direction. And like, all of a sudden, now you're a person you don't want to be. Yeah. Or now you're at a job that you don't want to work at. Right. Or now you're in a relationship that you really don't want to be in. 
but things have just kind of gotten to where they are, right? Like that's the when I think of that saying, that's just like you don't know where you're going, like you're gonna end up somewhere. Yeah. Just, you might not like that place. And it's just like I think, you know, if people are just watching this now and just think about it, like, dang. Mm-hmm. How many times have I ended up in a place where like I shouldn't have been there or I didn't I didn't like being there. And I somehow I got there. I don't know how I got there. Like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, the world will put you where they want you. And people will, you know, was it you don't make a choice, so you know that is a choice and Yeah. It is. You know, yeah. You'll you'll be pushed with the wind and you know, pushed and pulled and and opportunities come up or things come up, you you know, you can't evaluate them or whatever because you don't know what you're doing. Like, what do I want to get out of life? Like, here's a new job. Well, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I've been here for 10 years now and I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, but if you don't have, if you know, because if you don't have that, you don't know what to pursue, what opportunities are out there, where to look for things, where to do whatever. You've got to set a destination. Like your destination can, can, can deviate a little. You can change it as long the way. Like I'm, I'm headed this way. I'm going to X and it's like, you know what? As I get closer to X, it's maybe not what I wanted, but I've gone there. I've gone through the steps. I've gone through the motions. I've gone down this road and you can make a little change. Opportunities will come up. Things will never, you could never dream of or never think of will, will pop up and will happen. And you, you might change a little. And that's okay. Like I hate when people are like, oh, you can't change. You've got, you've got to stay this thing. And oh, you're just flip-flopping around. But no, like that's part of life. Like as you go down through your journey, you're going to see new things. You're going to find new opportunities, things you never thought of or knew of. But you got to start with with heading somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely. And even when you're out there on your path to go towards X marks the spot, like every now and then, like recap that and be like, okay, this is my goal. This was my destination. This is how far I've gone. Like, am I on the best way to get there? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, have I drifted off course, right? Do I like where I've ended up? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might not even like where you've gone. You know, and it's like, okay, let's recalibrate. Let's get back on track and let's start start moving towards something. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's just, you know, I I like a lot of things in this book for sure. Yeah, it's such a fun, (laughs) captivating story. I I never would have dreamed of being so enthralled into this story. Like, I thought it would be fun. Like, oh yeah, we'll read this book. It'll be fun. And, Oh, it's just a page turner, man. <laughs> but yeah, and the definite, the characters in the book are great. And this is kind of also like another reminder, like that, you know, it's, it's not always people think of luck as like, Oh, I'm going to win the lottery or mm-hmm. you know, something of that nature. But it's, it's not always about that. Sometimes luck involves like the people that you have in your life. You yeah. know what I mean, it's not always about, the things that are around you and things that are given to you. But just like this story kind of just reminds me that, Hey, look, man, this you meet one person, right. Or you do one new thing and that can change the outcome of your life. 10, 20, yeah. you know, um, or, or, you know, change the other person's life forever. Yeah, that's true. And you, you know, you just, you, you know, just like, don't, don't think life is over. Don't think, that it's our because like the answer could be around the corner. Like you could mm-hmm. close this video, and then you know next thing you know, like you you meet someone or yeah. you you get a phone call. Like that can change your life. I think that's yeah, definitely that's what I like about this book the most too. And, and then 
it reminds me of that the, the myth about money. If you make more money, you will be richer. Boy, yeah. that is just the most biggest crock of shit. Like, and it's hard if you never really made a huge leap in salary, like you wouldn't believe that. But the more you make, the more you spend, it's so easy. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, I also have to add a caveat to this because I live in Hawaii and it's really expensive to live here. Yeah. So, you know, there are times when it's like the more you make, the more you spend. But that's just because you don't make enough, right? What was that number? 65,000, something like that? I think for Hawaii, I was like 65,000. Like, you're poor. Yeah, you're poor. No, no, no. But I'm just saying... um, there was also another number, like if you make that much money, like you're okay or something like that. Like, well, they say m- most lot. times, it depends on, on the study, anywhere between 50 and 100 grand, like most, it, it kind of ranges in that range. Above that, they say your life really doesn't change much. Right. But like at it's at that point, like if you make 50,000 a year, like you know, you, you kind of stop thinking about like the basic necessity. Right. You're, yeah. You, you're not worried about paying the bills. You're not worried about putting food on the table. Again, depends on where you live. Cause in Hawaii, right. that number is definitely not correct. Yeah. You're looking um, at like a hundred, hundred grand or more in Hawaii. Yeah. That. But I mean, I moved. <laughs> there comes a point when, you know, you have enough money in your life mm-hmm. that the basic needs are met. Yeah. And at that point, you know, the more money you make, Typically, you just improve. Uh, I'm going to just say you try to improve the quality of your life. Right. You'll say. probably buy a more expensive car. You'll probably buy a bigger house. You might splurge on a cable package. You know, and it's just like, you know, when you were a student going to college, like and you, you drove that beat up car or, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. But kids nowadays, when they drive BMWs to school, mm-hmm. parents, but. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I got some food stuff for my grandma. She always like whatever free, whatever stuff she, she gets. And she gave me a bunch of those, uh, those ramen packs, those dry ones, like yeah. five cents, whatever, 10 cents or whatever. I haven't had those in, I don't know, 10 plus 15 years. And I was like, I was like, I would never in my life eat this. Dude, but there was what? a time in my life where we would make all kind of crazy inventions with those things. But that's not, but, but, uh, you know, but again, this is, this is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, Nowadays, you spend so much more money on food. Yeah. I mean, that's that may be a health choice kind of thing. You yeah. got to post that up. Right. But, you know, in the college days, you see ramen and Vienna sausage. and like, Right. Yeah. You know, whatever we get our hands on. Like, whatever's cheap. Like, we just got to put stuff in our face. Like, 12 bucks. Case yeah. of ramen, 12 yeah. bucks. Right. Eat for a whole week. Yes. On $24. Yeah. Nowadays, I spend $24 a day just to eat. Yeah, right. I can easily blow that on lunch by myself. Yeah, by myself. Yeah. But like when you think of that, it's like, you know, you can you can pinch pennies here and there. It doesn't always have to be on everything. Yeah. But, you know, just those life changes. It's like when I was a student in college, that's what I used to eat. Ramen and Vienna sausage. You know, but now that I have a job, now I'm like, uh, you know. I don't do that anymore, but still, like if I did, I would be saving that much more money. You know, it's just yeah. like kind of that was a fun thing in the story too. Her boss was would bring her own lunch and stuff, and that that was that was fun to see too. I I I, I like that that was kind of those things, those little hidden things in there. Like 
And then you come to later find out like how well off they are. And it's like, but you don't need to bring your lunch. Like you're, you're doing just fine. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but this is my latte factory. Like I don't need to waste $18 a day on lunch. Yeah. And I guess you can get away, I guess the whole theme of latte factor, right? Like that's, we're closing up the videos soon or whatever, but that's just it. Like the latte factor is just that it. If you can buy a latte, right? Yeah. You go to Starbucks or you go to McDonald's every day to get your coffee. Mm-hmm. Those of you that know me, I'm not talking about you. But anyway, <laughs> just want to make sure if you're watching this video and you know me. I mean, my talking, own today. I'm not talking about you. But, you know, if you can afford five, three to five bucks a day, you know, three to five bucks a day, like that's like a thousand dollars a year. You know, and that's okay if that's part of your plan and that's part of your thing. But if you're not doing anything, you're not paying yourself first. You're not giving yourself that first hour of your paycheck or whatever it be. Like then you that's that's the thing you have to evaluate. Like, could this five dollars a day be used better? Right, but I mean, but like how how hard is it to make your own coffee? And then you're gonna have the people like, oh, we want it hot, but like you got a coffee maker at work, don't you? Mm-hmm. Like, just buy a bag of coffee and then yeah. bring coffee with you to work and make your own coffee. Like, it's, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing about this book. It's not necessarily about those little frivolous things. Like, yeah, he, he talks about that too. It's like, you like your latte? That's fine. But what else? What else? Like, think through your day. What are you spending money on? Like, you know, what are you doing every day? And that's like, I like to think about too. And I'm constantly evaluating, you know, my expenses, you know, for, for my life, for my business. Like, do I need, you know, Netflix and Hulu and stars? And like, do I need all of those things? Like, and then, and then you're, you're not watching them. Yeah. Plus cable TV. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, those are things I don't have, but you know, these are the things I think about. Like I was thinking about the other day, like, do I need Netflix and, you know, YouTube premium? Like, do I need both? Of, and I have Amazon prime. Like, do I need all of those video watching sources? Like the, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It's only 10 bucks. It's only 12 bucks. Yeah, it's like, it's like, what can I do doing else? For subscriptions, you know? Right. A lot of people, again, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to the gym, but you got a gym membership and you never go. Right. It's 30 bucks, 20 to 30 bucks a month. You might want to start reevaluating that. Yeah. It's like. And that's the thing I did uh, probably like a year ago now. You know, I had a gym membership and I would go maybe twice, three times a month. It's just like, it was just a hassle. Like, and it started getting in my head. Like, oh, I got to get ready. I got to drive down the street. And, and then I was like, you know what, if I took this money every few months and I just bought something for my garage, and I, so I cleaned up my garage and I just started buying things that I was doing at the gym. And I got all this stuff in my garage and it's like the same money I was spending, but right. I'm just not shelling it out month after month. And if I don't go down to the garage today, I don't feel guilty. I'm like, fuck, I wasted 30 bucks this month yet again, not <laughs> going to the gym. Yeah, you know? I, think I, I think I was actually looking at that. Like they have a bench at Costco right now. Right. They got the dumbbell set. I think it was yeah. like, I think it was like 150 bucks or something. Right. So what is that? Four, six months of gym membership? Depending on what gym you go. If, right. you, if you're not even signed up for a gym yet, you got to pay the entrance fee. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Sometimes they could be several hundred dollars. Yeah. So like, but yeah, it, I don't know. I'm just saying that, like, you know, this is the part that I like about the book too. It's like, it's not just about like, oh, don't buy your coffee. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there can be other things in your life that, you know, you just spend money on and it's not going to be the latte factor. It's going to yeah. be the McDonald's factor. It's like, right. 
Like I need to stop going to McDonald's and like, that's a bad habit to have, you know, yeah. it's like eating McDonald's every day. Like maybe you should stop that. And the money that you save with that McDonald's use that money to pay yourself first. Right. And, and it's not, do- I mean, uh, what is a meal nowadays? Like eight, $10 for like a meal. It's like crazy. Oh yeah. And like I said, dude, I can easily spend 24 yeah. bucks. I work 12 hour shifts. Yeah. So, I'm going to go to McDonald's. I'm going to buy a meal to eat before I start work. And then I buy like a second meal mm-hmm. to halfway through my shift. Cause that's just what it is. You work back to back 12 hours. Like you got, you know, maybe eight hours between shifts to do. include trying to sleep. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, you got commute time, you got all this other stuff going on. So it's like, you can't really cook a meal in between there. So I just go to sleep, wake up and go to McDonald's. And it's like, right. I need to stop doing that. Gotta, gotta do. But you know, again, like these are things where you're doing things that are, you know, two or three times full. It's like not only are you saving money, you know, you're gonna commit to either cook food or just eat healthier. Like, I think that's a win-win situation, and that's the kind of things that this book talks about. So it's really good. Yeah, and like I said in the beginning of this, that's what I like. I like not telling you to get rid of all the the the, the frivolous, the extra, the whatever just evaluate what's important to you yep. and like I, I i forget how it was I, whatever i heard about this guy he's he went through this he's like i sat there in bed i think it was like four hours just looking at stuff he's like fuck i love netflix i love this stuff he's all and like, he went through his whole his, all his expenses he's like there's nothing i want to cut and i went he spent hours like like no come on for real and, he, and nothing he's like you know what my option is to make more money you know, yeah. And he went out and he's, he's like, I want to keep all these things in my life, but I also want to do this other stuff. I want to set myself up. So he just came to the decision. I just need to make more money. I forget what he wound up doing. Uh, I don't know if he got a raise or he got a side hustle or something or whatever, but, but that's what he sat down. He spent hours like agonizing over each expense. Like, do I need this in my life? Do, does this add value to my life? Is this something that brings me joy? Whatever he went through the criteria. And, and that's the decision he came to. And that's the thing I like about this book. Like, it's up to you what's important to you, what's a necessity or whatever it is, you know, can you cut it? Can you trim it? Can you make it look a little different? You know, did, did you need the premium one? Could you get the pro version? Like, you know, those kind of things really like, make the big difference every well, month. Do I really need six devices for Netflix or yeah. go off the two? You know, I right. like, gotta remember to turn my computer off so that I can watch it on my Xbox. Like, mm-hmm. Simple things like that, that, you know what I mean? That can make all the difference. Definitely. And if you're looking for other things to make a difference in your life, check out this month's giveaway. <laughs> Head over to the socialcomedian.show slash pick me. See what we've cooked up for you this month. We, 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 you know, we're always looking for and trying to partner with people, whether it's books, services, products. Um, we've had supplements and masterminds and and movies and, and yeah. books and coins and all kind of mm-hmm. stuff we've got. We've got. Yeah. yeah. What is that? <laughs> They said we've even had signed books. Yeah, we had. Yeah, we had signed. You know, I, I got some more signed books coming. Oh, all right, all right. That's, That's a secret. There's a secret. All right. I, I want to say if you're looking at the July giveaway, we probably should have these signed books coming from Amsterdam. A friend of mine wrote a book. It's going to be fun. But that's the stuff that we're doing for you guys. We want to help you improve your life. Work on that one percent. Work on adding value, making life better, making life more effective, efficient, whatever it is. Head over to socialmedia.show slash pick me. See what we got going on. 
answer to win. If not, just at least check it out and get yourself a copy of that. Uh, some some books related to this, um, really just more of David's books. He's got some great books. Um, the Automatic Millionaire, uh, I believe was his first and one of his absolute most smash hit successes. It yeah. talks about automating these things. He talks a little bit about in this book. And then uh, another book, Start Late and Finish Rich. So if you're a little bit older in life um, and you're you're kind of scrambling, you're worried, check out that book. It's got a lot of great stuff in there to help you release some of that anxiety and get to a point where you're going to retire comfortably. Yeah. Any others, Rance, that you? Um, no. That's just, and latte factor. I mean, this is the book review. Yeah. So. I like, the thing I like this book, I'm, I'm, I got a hard copy coming. I want my kids to read this, you know. I got a teenager and my son is going to be nine soon. I, I love this story and getting these things into their head. I think it's a great way for me not to be telling them anymore. Like, all right, dad, shut up. We get it. Whatever. <laughs> God, fuck. Yeah. 10%. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Jesus. You know, but here's a good example. It's a nice story. It's a super easy read that, you know, you can give to, especially like a teenager, especially, you know, heading into college, heading to stuff. Like it's easy. I know when I, when I turn 18 and start that, I mean, the credit card offers start coming and it's like, you're giving me money and someday I have to pay it back. That sounds like a great idea, you know? So getting these things in their head early, I think it's a really great thing. Check out the lattefactor.com. Uh, also davidbach.com. I will link to those if you want more in information, different things. Like I said earlier, I will link to, I'll have that PDF as well that we got um, showing you the charts and different things so you can easily check it out um, in the show notes. Yeah. Any Anything else, Ransom? Any other links, books, I think? Yeah, that's good, man. That's good, good. good. So, and then, this week's challenge, live your rich life now. What's your latte factor? What does your rich life look like? What type of savings, adventure, bucket list, bucket list account should you set up? I want you guys to take a few minutes, write out all the answers to these questions, and start setting up your life to be rich. Exactly. And it's taking us to the final life is like, you got to think about what really matters. You know, this is the latte factor. So if you could just imagine money as a limited resource, you only had so much money in the world. What would you actually spend it on? Mm. Really take some time, really, really take some time to think about that answer. Don't just buy the first thing that comes to mind because you only have so much money. And if you think, of a friend or two or family member that could hear this message or would resonate with this message, share it with them, share it with everybody, share it with your group, discuss this, you know, get around and you guys start talking about, get ideas about what you're doing with your money, what you're doing with your automatic stuff. Maybe get some brainstorming about different adventure things you guys want to set up. Maybe you and your friends can get some trips together, share this with them, get the spirit going, get this stuff flowing. The best way to support the show is, is sharing it leaving likes, leaving reviews, good or bad. We don't care. We want to hear feedback. You got, you know, ideas for us. Let us know. In between shows, you guys can connect with us all week long at the Social Community Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube if you like the video version or in your podcast app, whichever one you like. We're on all the apps. If we're not, let us know. I'll get, we'll get in there for you. Uh, for past episodes and links to everything we talk about, you can visit thesocialchameleon.show. Until next time, Keep sipping on them lattes if you like them. Keep learning, keep growing, and transforming into the person you want to become.